Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. It's Thursday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. If you were tapped into the race for mayor and Lori Lightfoot's tenure in general, you might remember that she had a pretty strong relationship with Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown. You might also remember that out of all the candidates in the municipal election, she was his only fan. Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson said their first order of business would be to fire Brown. Well, he beat them to it yesterday, one day after the election defeat of Mayor Lightfoot. He said he's starting a job as chief operating officer at a personal injury law firm in his hometown, which is in Texas. Brown acknowledged he stepping aside, quote, so the incoming mayor can begin the process as soon as possible to hire the next superintendent. His resignation is effective in a couple weeks on March 16th. You may have glossed over this with everything else going on, especially if you didn't catch our afternoon episode yesterday. But Chicagoans elected the city's first ever police district council members on Tuesday as well. The new councils came about because of calls for more civilian oversight over the police. And activists have been pushing for this legislation for more than a decade. So folks being able to vote for that office this week is like history in the making. My colleague Anna Sofchinka spoke to Anthony Bryant. He won the race in the 3rd District, which includes parts of Woodlawn and South Shore. Bryant says he plans on implementing police alternatives in his district, like putting together a team that would respond to mental health crises. I do plan to work along with my other district council members in the 3rd and ensure that we are working on behalf of the community and not uh, self-interest. Chicago has 22 police districts, and there will be three council members in each of them. So it is no surprise that things take a little longer when you're dealing with government procedures. Now, there may be some exceptions to this, but I mean, the first time I applied for a state job is when I understood that the word bureaucracy can be synonymous with slow and tedious. Now, the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services oversees hiring for all state jobs, and officials spoke at a hearing earlier this week. They said it takes more than 100 days from when a DCFS job is posted to when an offer is made. Lawmakers in Springfield feel like this is too long and the process is too complicated. Democratic State Representative Mary Flowers said this is why DCFS is having trouble filling vacancies. We think whatever it is that you're doing here, this reminds me of a clogged sink. And when the stuff backs up, it stinks. Last year, DCFS reported a rate of roughly 21 percent statewide investigator vacancies. This was even as caseloads kept on increasing. So I've been seeing all these hilarious memes and TikToks with black women basically reminding us that, yes, Black History Month is over, but now it's Women's History Month. And so we ain't done yet. The Sojourner Truth Festival of the Arts is carrying on with its nearly 50-year-old film festival honoring black women filmmakers. Since January, the festival has showcased 52 films from more than 40 filmmakers at the University of Chicago. Saturday is the last day of the festival, and they're wrapping it up with a symposium that starts today. My colleague Adorna Migudde spoke with co-organizer Yvonne Welbin, 
Welbin says the symposium will feature roundtable discussions, film screenings, and a tribute to 95-year-old filmmaker Madeline Anderson. This is perhaps one of the first times that all of these women who were part of the 1976 festival will be coming together again in this kind of celebration of Black women filmmaking. The symposium wraps up nine weeks of the film festival class, which was taught as a part of the university's open classroom series. The event can also be streamed online. And now for a few quick hits, starting with the death of a young police officer. Chicago is mourning his loss. He had been with the department for five years. Police Superintendent David Brown says the officer was killed during a close-range shootout on the southwest side. Brown says the officer was responding to a call reporting that a man with a gun was chasing a woman down the street. Brown says the man who allegedly killed the officer was shot, but he survived. And you know the SNAP program, food assistance for low-income families and individuals. Well, since April, states have been giving recipients additional emergency allotment payments on top of what they normally get. But that officially ended on February 28th, Tuesday. So this month, thousands of Chicagoans will see fewer dollars on their link cards. Have you been listening to Jay Ivy this week? I'm learning so much about spoken word poetry, and I can't wait to talk to him. Get into his new joint or any of his old albums, too, so you can have some context for our conversation coming up tomorrow. The new one is called The Poet Who Sat By The Door. As for weather today, I hope you got to enjoy the sun while it lasted this week because it's going to be mostly cloudy all day today. Temperatures a little lower as well, high in the upper 30s, low tonight in the lower 30s. And it's looking like a winter storm is going to hit Chicago tomorrow. The Weather Channel is forecasting that rain earlier in the morning might turn into five to eight inches of snow. And that's it for the rundown today. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 